I mean, what good is it for us to call ourselves believers or Christ followers if we don't share him with everyone else? Really, it goes back to just abandoning self and getting away from me, 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 I, 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 but looking for ways to serve others. And, um, and in our service, it really comes back to us serving God. Welcome to the Christian Music Archive podcast, conversations about Christ, community, and music. I'm your host, Dave Maurer. On today's podcast, I get to chat with Aisha Woods. Aisha wrote her first song when she was just 12 years old, and after releasing an independent project and touring regionally, she came to the attention of Toby Mack, who signed her to Goatee Records. Before long, she was nominated for Grammy and Dove Awards and even had a top 10 radio hit. Then, in 2009, she gave it all up to focus on her new family. Now, this may seem like a bad career choice, but she said she wouldn't change it for the world. Now, a wife and mother of four boys, her new ministry is as a mother and a worship leader in her home church. And through all of that, God has continued to give Aisha new songs and new opportunities to minister. And today, we get to talk about her new album, her independent project, Full Circle. But more importantly, we get to talk about the balance of family and kingdom service. And we'll learn that ministry to family is just as critical as ministering to the community God has placed you in. But before we jump into that conversation, I want to talk about why I do this podcast and the companion Christian Music Archive website. You see, the Christian music industry, in my opinion, has done a poor job of remembering its heritage. The music machine seems to always be looking for the next generation of music. Now, while that's not a bad thing, it seems to forget all about the amazing people and music that got it where it is today. So I've done my best to document the women and men who have written and released so many amazing songs, songs that have encouraged us, songs that have become the soundtrack to our lives. And I want to make sure that everyone can access these stories and this history. Now, as you can imagine, there are expenses with creating projects like these, and that is where I'm hoping for your support. I've partnered with Patreon to help build a community of people who want to remember the oldies, as well as enjoy the new music that is constantly being released. I'm currently looking for 10 people, 10 people who would be willing to provide $5 of monthly support to help keep the podcast going. Your support, both financially and through the emails and direct messages you send, help me know that remembering our Christian music heritage is important. I'm inviting you to stop by patreon.com slash ccmexchange today and help sponsor this podcast. Again, that's patreon.com slash ccmexchange. Thanks for your support.
Well, today I'm happy to welcome Aisha Woods to the podcast. Aisha has just released a brand new EP called Full Circle. And I got to tell you, there's some really good, good songs on this record. If you want variety, man, this album's got it. It's got a little funk, a little rap, a little disco, and and that's just the music. When you actually dig into the songs, there's some great messages of hope and faith, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. So, Aisha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I'll, I, I know you're a busy lady because you've got four boys. We're going to talk a little bit about that, I hope, but... So let's just let's just jump right in with both feet, if you don't mind. For sure. Well, before we start talking about the album, I'd love for you to share a little bit about about yourself and how you got started in music. Oh gosh, well, uh, how I got started it, it dates back. It, uh, I'm gonna end up dating myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep the numbers but out I, of it. I, <laughs> I recorded a. Uh, an independent project back in 2001 and we released that uh project in 2002 okay and that independent project went on to uh get the attention of uh Toby Mac in during his travels and we ended up meeting him and and the Goatee Records team in 2000, I, I met Toby in 2003, and I signed with Goatee Records in 04. Whew. Very cool. In a minute. <laughs> and, That's uh, a rush of, of events. <laughs> right. Uh, during the time that I was on Goatee Records, I, I stayed on there and furnished um, a few records uh, including a Christmas project, and I, I came off the record label in 2010. To um, I, I got married and, and started a family, and kind of took a little hiatus. Yeah. Uh, all while still uh, writing music and and writing songs and producing music, and we just we've been independent ever since then. Yeah. So, in a nutshell, that's kind of <laughs> the journey. Well, I read that you spent some time growing up in Bermuda, and I'm I'm guessing that that kind of helped influence some of your musical style. Oh, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, my my family is from Bermuda, and okay. um, I was um, I'm the odd one out of the bunch of my siblings. I was born in the U.S. Um, everyone else was born uh, born in Bermuda. Okay. And um, I still have family there, and we we go as often as as we can. At we try to get there at least once a year. Um, I haven't been this year or last year, so COVID kind of messed that up, huh? Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, it's time. So, uh, but yeah, uh, coming up early on in Bermuda, just. Definitely that, um, although Bermuda's not a Caribbean island, it, it definitely has a, a, a Caribbean feel, if yeah. you will. And, um, and so we came up listening to uh, Caribbean music, you know, reggae and soca and calypso and, yeah. you know. So I, I definitely uh, think that that's 
played a huge part in my my palette for music. It's obvious from listening to your music, and for those who have heard your music all along, they know that there is a very important piece of your music is your relationship with Christ. And I love hearing about people's journey to faith. Um, would you be willing to share how you came to your personal relationship with Jesus? Absolutely. Um, I came up early on in um, in a very religious setting and um, just conventional. And I had the opportunity to visit a church when I was, I, I want to say 12, about 12. Okay. And we walked in to this church and it was unlike anything, any service that I had ever been to, um, from the music to the, the preaching of the word and, um, Literally, when, when I walked in, they were having praise and worship, and there were banners raised. Um, there were flags being flown, and, and wow. I'm looking, and I'm like, this is interesting. And then I see people worshiping the Lord, and some people were knelt down at pews, and uh, some people were crying. Others had their hands raised, and me coming from a um, a more formal setting. Yeah, this was all new to me, but what I saw, it was authentic, uh -huh. and it it drew me, and the Holy Spirit was just was moving in that place, and I just petitioned the Lord. I'm like, God, these, these people look like they really know you and they mm -hmm. look like they love you. And it's not just a service. You go in and you sing some hymns and, right, you know, just the normal ritualistic <laughs> right. type service. And it, it was so much more than that. And, and I just told God, I want that. And that night they had uh, an altar call and myself and my cousin, uh, who's a few years older than me, he and I went down to that altar and gave our lives to Jesus. And, and it's been an amazing journey from that day to this one. And, you know, a lot of times people think that you have to be a lot older to really experience things uh, in the realm of the spirit. But mm. that was so not the case because here I was a preteen yeah. and was able to recognize a move of God and a move of his spirit. And I wanted it. And, you know, the Bible says that he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness, he'll be filled. And yeah, there were no, there's, there's no prerequisites where that is concerned. So, um, he'll meet us right where we are, no matter how old or how young he'll meet us. If, if we want him, he's there for us. And so, um, yeah, that was the best decision I ever made. And, um, there's no looking back. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, I read somewhere that you started writing music at about 12 
Um, mm-hmm. This is about the same time that you became a, a, a personal relationship with Jesus. Yes. Did those two things or those coincidal or was that just coincidence that that happened at the same time? It it was because of uh, my experience and, and coming to know Christ as my personal savior. I would dabble on the on the keyboard and um, and I could play a little bit uh, enough to write songs. But my very first song and my, my parents, they're they're hilarious because they still will sing that song that I wrote. But oh, I, I was like 12 years old and I'm yeah. like, Ooh. but, um, but it was a, a simple little worship song and, um, and it just says, God gets all the glory. God gets all the praise. Hallelujah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, who despises the day of small beginnings? Right. Right. But yeah, that was my first song. And, um, and it was because of, my experience and, and coming into relationship with Jesus. I, I'm a firm believer that you cannot have an encounter with Jesus without it dramatically changing your life. And, I'm telling you. And what, what I'm hearing you say is that night when you were 12 dramatically changed your life and mm-hmm. changed the course of your direction of your life. Absolutely. It did in every single way. And I'm, I'm grateful to God that I had that experience at that age, you know, yeah. wouldn't trade it for the world. <laughs> if it if it could have happened even earlier, I, yeah. I would, you know, it would be awesome. It's part of the reason why we, um, we're so intentional about our children. Right. Knowing who Jesus is at a young age, you know? Yeah. Outside of, um, what we teach them, we want them to experience Jesus for themselves as well, you know? Right, right. Well, you had alluded to this a little bit earlier when you said that you had, uh, you worked with Goatee for a little bit, and then you left. That transition was because you were being intentional about focusing on family, right? Indeed. We, um, my husband and I, we got married in 2010, and so 10 years in for us in another couple weeks. Oh, very cool. Yeah. And um, and I just kind of stepped away and focused on being a, a young married lady. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't I don't regret it whatsoever. Um, being on the road, uh, I've I've seen it take its toll on a lot of marriages. Yeah. And um, we just came straight out, out the back, getting married and uh, figured that it was the best decision for us as a couple and um, coming into this thing. Well, I think there's a lot of importance to saying, Lord, this is a relationship that takes all of my energy and all of my effort. And I'm going Mm -hmm. to honor you by saying, this is the focus of my life for this next period of time. Right, right. And I think when you get to a place of, of realizing and understanding that everything in life is about seasons and learning to embrace whatever season it is that you're in. At the time, it it will make for a better experience 
all around. And, you know, we, we oftentimes try and figure out what God is doing in certain <laughs> seasons of our lives. Yeah. But thankfully, it, in all of his grace and mercy, he, he, he's so gracious to us and we make mistakes and we step out sometimes too soon or, or we wait too long to step out and, you know, just lots of different things. It's, it's a learning curve, uh, every day of our lives. But, yeah. um, but again, thank God for his grace and mercy because he guides yeah. us every step of the way. Yeah. I'm very excited that you're you're back in the music. And obviously you released an album in 2017, so it's been a transition. But my mm-hmm. thinking is um, I, I've dabbled enough in the Christian music industry or in the music industry in general to know it's a lot of work. So, oh, goodness. And, and being a parent is a lot of work. And you just, <laughs> you just welcomed number four, and they're all boys, and boys are a lot of work. How do you find time to balance all this stuff together? <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Again, grace and mercy every yeah. day. You know, I, I think about the scripture that um, that says that there are mercies every morning, yeah. new mercies every morning. And when I tell you I need new mercies every morning, <laughs> um, but I thank God because I'm able to do what it is that I love to do and serve God and serve people. And so it's, it's purposeful, you know, and although it's, um, it's a wild, crazy adventure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, wild, crazy adventure, you know? And, yeah. Um, and I just, I just pray that, God gives us balance all the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, that we're not too far to the left or too far to the right or um, falling behind or getting ahead. We yeah. just want to be right where God wants us to be. And um, so balance. So when you remember to lift us up in prayer, uh, <laughs> pray, pray with us and, and believe God for continued balance in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good reminder for all of us because we can all get so caught up in our jobs, our mm-hmm. family, our responsibilities, the things we need to do at church, the, our hobbies, that sometimes we push things out of our lives that are the most important and that's sure. not intentional, but mm-hmm. yeah, learning how to be balanced. And I don't think the Lord asks us to get rid of all that other stuff because we're following him, but it just takes a, how do we look at this with his lenses and his love and his heart? Sure. Sure. And it's, you know, some days, some days we ace it, other days (laughs) we fail, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's all a part of it. And we just embrace what's good and and let go of the other stuff. Yeah. Learn from our mistakes and keep keep it moving. Move forward. Well, one of the things that is very obvious to me, um, even just listening to your album, that family is important. In fact, you even have a song on the album called 
family, a celebration of how, you know, going through the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk a little bit about that song. That's kind of been around for a while, right? That was an early single. As a matter of fact, it, uh, we released it in April of this year and it is on the, the project full circle. Um, family actually came about some years back in 2017 when hurricane Irma came through, um, our region and we were, uh, we were out of power for a couple days and much like uh, COVID-19, we were encouraged to stay indoors because of the debris that was, uh, we had down power lines and, and debris in the streets. And so they were encouraging people to just kind of lay low for a couple of days until, you know, they started clean up uh, crews. And um, so... We spent a ton of time <laughs> as a family uh, in each other's space, and yeah. um, and it was not cold; it was hot. We didn't have yeah. any, <laughs> um, and we just we found ourselves um, really remembering what's most important in this life and really um, just in retrospect, just appreciating one another again. And, um, and I started writing the song during that week um, when we were kind of on lockdown orders. And when we, started uh, writing and recording for Full Circle, uh, in comes COVID. And so it was- And here you are trapped inside again. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was was practically a no-brainer. We were like, you know, God is is all about family. And let's revisit this song and- um, and just see where it goes. And we did, and we went in the studio and recorded it. As a matter of fact, when we were in the studio, uh, it was about a week or two later, after we recorded Family, that uh, we were in uh, under lockdown orders. Okay. And so uh, the social distancing and everything came into came into place just after we finished recording family. Uh-huh. And so, um, I mean, God definitely has his uh, sense of humor. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> and I'm yeah. so glad that we were able to to knock it out and get it done. And and here it is now. What I hoped it would be, but better Nothing like when families together Built to last through any kind of weather So glad to know we've got each other I know I got you, you know you got me Whatever we 
I love that song. It's a really fun one and because it points to both a being family in the good and the bad sides right. of, of, of being together. And I, I just love that, that picture. Mm-hmm. It's reality, you know, and we just, I think so many times us as believers, we, we get to this place where we're just, oh, I'm so spiritual. Don't get so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. We have our days, we have our times, and and that's just the reality of things. And thank God that he is who he is in our lives because he's what makes the difference and he helps us through these things, you know? Well, that kind of ties into this neck. One of the other songs that I I love, I, I actually love the whole album. I've been listening to it all morning. Thank you. And if you say, I just really love the line that you have in there that you said, if you say to meet me on the water, I'll say, Lord, here I come. <laughs> and when you say you will never leave me, I say that your will be done. I, I love that imagery. Talk a little bit about how that song came to be. As a matter of fact, I did not write that song. Um, my husband was in a, he, he had a group back in back in the day i'm not gonna do him (laughs) (laughs) and uh him and a few other of his friends they had a gospel group and they were writing for their second project and that song was one of the songs that they were gonna do and the second project never materialized um, and here we are a couple decades later. And um, as a matter of fact, the gentleman that wrote that song um, is the pastor friend of ours that officiated our wedding. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So um, a- another reason why um, we call the project Full Circle, there are so many uh, components and so many reasons um, for the the name Full Circle. But yep, I didn't write it, but I absolutely loved it yeah. when I heard it. And I was like, I asked my husband, I was like, do you think that, um, that I can use this song on Full <laughs> Circle? And uh, we revisited the song. And I mean, there are maybe two or three phrases that are just a little different. Yeah. Um, well, you got to make it your own. Yeah, for sure. But uh, the premise and um, essentially that's a work of Pastor Robert Bradley from Sanford, Florida. And um, I, I just love it. The song, it, it kind of brings tears to your eyes when you think about it. And it's just a, completely abandoning self and Lord, you do what you want to do with me. 
just a, a cry of surrender, you know. And it's a beautiful, beautiful rendition. I appreciate your sharing that because, Thank you. like I say, that that phrase keeps sticking in my mind. It's that obedience of saying, "Okay, Lord, whatever you say, I'm there." Mm-hmm. Well, one of the reasons that I started this podcast in the very beginning was because I I really felt like we needed to focus on community more. And yeah. I think that there's a lot in community that helps us in our day-to-day life for ourselves, but then also how we reach out to other people. Sure. How has, how has community shaped kind of your ministry and your family? And then follow up to that, how have you been able to provide community for others? And what does that look like for you? Well, thankfully, um, at, at this in this season of our lives, God has connected us with a great church in uh, in Central Florida, where I serve now um, as worship leader. And the community has been amazing. Um, the group of people that I have the opportunity to to serve with. They're just an awesome bunch. And what I can really, really appreciate is the fact that they reach out. They reach out to the community outside of the four walls, you know, because, I mean, what good is it for us to call ourselves believers or Christ followers if we don't share him with everyone else? And so I'm thankful for um, being a part of a, of a great church family that believes in community and bringing people together and, and reaching out. Um, and really it goes back to just abandoning self and getting away from me, 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 I, 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 but looking for ways to serve others. And, um, and in our service, it really comes back to us serving God. You know, we have we have a motto for our family, and it's just love God, love people, serve God, serve people. You know, and yeah. it's it's really ministry in and of itself, um, and community, being active in the community, and serving. That's just ministry, and that's what we live for. And, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, I want to hear him say, well done. Yeah. Good and faithful servant. You've, you've, you've reached out and you've shown people unconditional love, you know, shared your faith. And, you know, it all comes back to just forgetting about what I may want out of it all. And God, what do you want? Um, just being in that type of environment helps us to keep things in the proper perspective as it pertains to community and service. Yeah. Well, I'm, and I'm always amazed at how when we look past ourselves to the serving of others mm-hmm. that somehow our needs are met and God is so faithful in doing that. And I think the key of that is don't, don't serve because God's going to meet your needs, but it's just a byproduct. Right. 
Right. That's so very true. Um, I love um, being able to look back and, you know, concerns that we've had in the past. And we're like, oh, man, we look back and gosh, he had it all along. Like he was was working his plan and he's so sovereign. And it just makes for an even greater testimony. And gosh, we're we're living testimonies of God's faithfulness and his provision. Um, And he's... He's never failed us. He's he's just good like that, you know. Well, I want to be respectful of your time because I know you've got four little men that need your attention. But we send out a weekly prayer letter and ask folks to join us in praying for musicians each week. How can we specifically, uh, in addition to praying for you and your family and the grace involved there, how can we be praying for Aisha this week? Thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. We are about to venture out into um, another aspect of, of ministry and service. And so we solicit your prayers where that is concerned. My husband is uh, a general contractor by trade. And so um, we're about to launch uh, some build jobs. So we could really, really use your prayers for that. Listening to Aisha's story brings two scriptures to my mind. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. And then Luke 6.38 reads, Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. Now, I think it's important for us to remember that this verse comes directly after verses about loving our enemies and not judging or condemning others. I think Aisha is a good example of how to live out these verses. She gave up a growing music career to focus on her family and on her relationship with Jesus. And God has honored that decision by strengthening her family and giving her new opportunities to serve and to pour into the lives of others. Why do you think God would keep pouring into our lives until we can't contain it all and it's really messy pouring out into our lap? I think it is so that we can continue to pour into the lives of others, of our church, of our community. You see, God is faithful and will provide everything you need. And when you are faithful back to him, together you create the cycle that allows us to keep reaching out, to keep investing in community and to keep loving others around us. I'd like to thank Aisha for sharing her story today, the story of God's faithfulness when you put him first. And I'm also thankful to you, my friend, for listening to these conversations. It gives me great joy to interact with you and hear what these stories mean to you. So I'm inviting you to drop by any of my social sites, Facebook, Patreon, Twitter, or Instagram, and drop me a note or a comment. You can find me on all of these sites just by searching for CCM Exchange. And, of course, you can send a note through the website, too, christianmusicarchive.com. Again, your emails and comments are so helpful. Well, until we meet again, 
let me remind you one more time. God loves you. In fact, he's crazy about you.